Todd for breakfast. And uh, we're back, yeah, on the beat with Senior Sergeant Chris Martin. Morning, how are you? Good morning, Todd. Uh, good morning, listeners. How are you all? Yeah, we're all pretty good. Yeah, excellent. Thanks for asking. Good to hear. Um, and look, let's um, start off with some good work. Yeah, look, we've got a really um, action-packed uh, segment for you today. Look, and just to highlight some good work and just a, a real example of, um, you know, the efforts we go to to try and keep the community safe in Geraldton, but also safe in Shark Bay as well. So, uh, look, some really fantastic work with the guys. I'm constantly seeing the officers at the station go above and beyond, and this is another great example of that. And what I'm talking about, Todd, is, you know, uh, potentially serious crime. In this case, it was a theft of a couple of firearms. Mm-hmm. From a, a burglary down in Beachlands, which happened in kind of late March this year. Um, you know, the classic story, the owner's away from the house for a few weeks. Someone broke in. And this occasion, there was a firearm safe there. They, they stole the safe and the firearms contained within. And obviously, you know, possession of firearms and the theft of them is um, particularly, potentially very serious for us. And it always gets, you know... Um, a lot of effort put into it. And I suppose that the real point of, of me raising this case is because, you know, a lot of investigation went, went into this. This It's still ongoing as I speak, so I can't give too much information, but for members of the public wondering, well, how far do the Geraldton Police go? We go as far as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. In this case, I'm glad to say the firearms involved that were stolen were actually recovered in Shark Bay. Mm-hmm. So stolen from Geraldton through whatever network um, transported to Shark Bay. And they were actually found buried in Shark Bay, yeah. you know. So uh, there's a lot of fantastic work going on at the police station in Geraldton, but also our colleagues in Shark Bay. I won't go through exactly what methods we use to find them, but it just shows you the, you know, the mindset of some of these crooks that are doing this. You know, burying them out in the bush, we're going to find them, mm. and in this case, we found them. So that's a fantastic bit of work. They've obviously been returned to the owner, um, and there'll be a couple of people front and court for this. Um, you know, some of the charges we're talking about: possession of of un- stolen or unlawfully tamed property, possession of unlicensed firearms, potentially burglary. In this case, we're still ascertaining as to whether they had permission to be on the premises or not. Mm. Uh, but a couple of stolen firearms recovered well by the, by the officers at Geraldton Police as far as Shark Bay, and they're back in the right hands, which is great to see. It's just a reminder, folks, you know, um, firearm licensing is an ongoing issue, as we know, in the media. and uh, The state government are bringing in some measures for mental health checks, etc. But, uh, you know, it's another reminder of thinking about those firearm cabinets. Are they secured properly? Mm. Are they bolted to the wall? Where are the keys for it? Please don't store them in the same room that the, the safe's in um, because the crooks will, will search through every single drawer looking for something they can potentially sell. And if they can get access to a firearm um, safe, uh, then they tend to go walkies pretty quickly. So just a reminder out there, you know, if you've got a firearms licence, firearm safe, make sure it's bolted to the wall um, and all the necessary um, regulations are followed. Keep, keep the keys on you. Don't leave them lying around. But some great work by the guys at the police station and again, just a, an example of how far we go to to make sure that we get stolen property back in the right hands. Yeah, brilliant work. We are chatting to Senior Sergeant Chris Martin for On The Beat. Uh, now, there was a question that unfortunately we couldn't get to a, a couple of weeks ago, um, but I'd like to talk about it today. Yeah, look, we had a question. Now, thanks again to um, those who jump on the Facebook site and ask some questions. Always happy to tell you what I know or what I don't know and get the answer for you at some stage. But in this case, um, a member of the community has talked about violence amongst kids. Now, I've uh, talked about this, I think, in previous shows. Mm. I was in some other media last week talking about, you know, the filming of children fighting each other, etc. 
Um, and I suppose, you know, like I've said before, violence is completely unacceptable. Um, particularly young kids, you know, they should not be fighting each other. Um, they should not be getting filmed. But if it does happen, and we're talking about 13, 14 year olds here, an unprovoked attack. Parents have got a couple of options there, D depending on how serious it is, what's the context behind it, because there's always a backstory, there's always uh, another reason as to why things happened, a disagreement, something like that. So, you know, my first um, bit of advice would be speak to the parents. Mm -hmm. Get the parents together, speak to them, find out what happened, give them an opportunity to speak to their children about it and, and ask them about the behaviour and what, what caused the fight to happen. But, you know, on some occasions that doesn't work. And, and on some occasions, people just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to listen. Um, and if that's the case, then the police station is always available. If you want to contact the police and get us involved, then we can certainly conduct a criminal investigation. But we can also provide that necessary support to parents who maybe want to sit down over the table at the police station and have a chat about it. A little bit of mediation goes a long way a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but if there's any mums and dads out there who kids have been assaulted or they've been bullied at school, you know, contact the school, contact the police, let us know, we can give you some advice, um, whether it's a VRO, um, a violence restraining order, or some other uh, preventative measure to just nip the behaviour in the bud. Often that is a chat with a policeman. Mm -hmm. um, then let us know, we'll give you as much help as we can. But again, thanks for the question. Please keep them coming in. Um, if I don't know, I'll find out the answer. Yeah, brilliant. All right, on the beat with Senior Sergeant Chris Martin. Um, all right, so uh, the old Batavia Motor Inn, of course, yes. locked up as of last week. Yeah, locked up as of last week. The listeners will remember this has been an ongoing um, project between ourselves, the owners of the Batavia, the city of Greater Geraldton. Um, you know, it's an old abandoned building. It's a massive complex inside. We've spent a lot of time in there. Um, we have a group of homeless people who were staying there. Um, the consultation group involved have successfully rehoused a lot of those people. There's one or two stragglers there. We're still talking to on a regular basis to try and get them suitable accommodation. Um, but there is a fence around it now. It has been locked up. The gates have been locked. We did see some footage last week, or perhaps earlier this week, someone climbing under the fence, etc. And I know there was a small rubbish fire last night in the in the building, which was dealt with by the fire brigade. But my point is that gates are up now. It's locked. Um, you should not be going in there under any circumstances. Um, if there's an issue that you have to get access to the building for whatever reason, contact the police. We have the keys to potentially access it if you need to get in there. Um, so now that now the fence is up, um, we've given people every opportunity to gather their things and move on. Um, you know, we could be looking at potential criminal offences now if people go back into it. For example, trespassing, etc. And not that we want to go down that path, but at the end of the day, enough is enough. The fence is up, the gates are locked. People should not be going in there under any circumstances. And trespassing, and we'll talk about it a bit more actually, because it comes into a bit of work we're doing around shop retail theft. Mm. But trespassing, you know, it's a 12 month potential imprisonment and a $12,000 fine. And you can be asked for your name and address when you, if you're, if you're found trespassing on someone's property or like the Batavia. So just don't do it, folks. You're going to get yourself in trouble. And anyone who's driven past that building can see mm. the poor condition of it. It's, it's a, it's, Really, really run down. A lot of windows smashed, a lot of uneven ground. Don't even go in. So everyone knows now, fence is up. I expect demolition will start in the coming months. But people should not be going back in there. 
All right. Senior Sergeant Chris Martin. All right. Um, look, we've had Easter and, uh, look, uh, the police always have an Easter traffic campaign going yeah. on. So uh, how's that all been going? Yeah, really good. Really good so far. We've had a couple of uh, minor crashes, mm. but no serious crashes or fatal crashes, which is really good to see. Um, you know, this time of year, school holidays, Easter time, there's loads and loads of traffic on the roads. Uh, most down south and I'll say up towards the midwest but I've got some friends in Coral Bay as we speak and they've told us that the traffic was just bumper to bumper wow. all the way there you know caravans motorhomes four-wheel drives you name it boats trailers uh, so look really fantastic work by everyone there everyone got there as safe as they could but school holidays have got to come back mm. um, so for folks driving back this week is it this week they go back I think it is next week next week I don't know. you're the one with kids thank god I can't <laughs> wait for them to go back um, you know the roads are going to be busy again people mm. travelling back so just make sure you take as many breaks as you need um, enjoy the ride you know um, don't speed don't use uh, drugs and alcohol when you're um, driving a vehicle and just just relax. Mm. Plenty of breaks. There's loads of fantastic little coastal towns on the way down from, you know, Coral Bay, Shark Bay, places like that. You can pop in and, and take a 10-minute break and go and have a coffee. Um, and check in with your loved ones. Let them know where you are, where you're stopping in, because um, we have on occasion had people go missing from time to time who don't know the roads too well. Um, so stick to the main highways. Make sure you're taking loads of breaks. And let's make sure we get through this Easter break without any serious um, road accidents. All right. Okay, so from Easter to Anzac Day. Yes, Anzac Day is coming up, 25th of April, another really, really poignant, fantastic event in the calendar for us. Um, there'll be the usual uh, dawn service and there'll be the, the various other ceremonies um, during the day. Um, myself at the police station will be doing our usual march. We'll be there for all ceremonies. Myself and Superintendent Post and all the other executive officers mm -hmm. I will be in attendance. Um, looking forward to the marching this year. Um, it's a really good time for us as a community to come together and pay our respects to those who gave everything for us um, back in the back in the war. So, um, a really fantastic occasion, and really looking forward to it. Um, but there will be some road closures in place, you know, along Forest Street, etc. Um, and there will be um, obviously a march along Foreshore Drive. So again. Just be patient, you know, if you're if you're behind the march or you can't get access to Forest Street for that day, then um, you know, you've been told now that it's gonna be closed. So make alternative arrangements. Okay. Um do, 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 do. so mentioned uh, trespassing just before, but of course I want to talk about it in regards to shoplifters yes, as well. Yes. Um shoplifting retail theft ongoing. Mm. Um we had a lot of discussions with myself and senior sergeant Russell Hurst a few weeks ago. We talked about our retailer engagement uh, program and look some people have fallen foul of it already so what we talked about earlier was you know stealing is a serious offence you can be arrested the minimum fine you'll get is $500 um, but we're now obviously working very closely with the larger retailers to issue banning orders mm -hmm. so if you're found to be stealing from a shop you will be identified uh, whether it be a couple of days a couple of weeks down the track you'll be issued a banning order you better read that banning order very clearly because you cannot go back to the shop. Wow. If you do go back to the shop, you'll be arrested um, for trespassing and you'll be going to court. So just to recap, we have a couple of different um, outcomes for stealing. You can get an on-the-spot fine, you can be summoned to court, you can be arrested, obviously. But for trespassing now, that's to say you can't go back there. So that's on top of the stealing offence mm. if you go back to steal. Um, one member of the community fell foul of that yesterday, issued a banning order. Wow. 
tried to call a bluff, went back into the shop, they were arrested. Jeez. Not even, so didn't even get the chance to steal. Mm. You just can't be here. You cannot be in the shop. Arrested, um, they're going to get a, a court summons eventually. And through one way or another, we are going to we are going to stop this retail theft. Mm. So it may just be a bottle of rum or it may be a couple of lollies or whatever the case is in some, some circumstances. You're going to get a $500 fine. You're going to get a banning order and you can't go back to the shop. So we are taking a real strong stance against retail crime. I'm fed up with it. The community's fed up with it. It's got to stop. Yeah. All right. On the beat with Senior Sergeant Chris Martin, as always, any questions, please feel free to send them on through. Email geraldton at triplem.com.au. You can also direct message the Facebook page, Triple M at Geraldton. Um, anything else before we do finish up, Chris? Yeah, just one last thing. Have you seen the, uh, the storm clouds circling up near the Pilbara? Cyclone... Ilsa. Ilsa. Yes. That's the one. She's on her way. Yes. Um, I'm glad to say it's not coming anywhere near us yes. at the moment. But yeah, look, it's going to bring a ton of rain with it, I think, and that'll eventually make its way down the yeah. other way. So again, when I talked about that driving conditions earlier, if the roads are going to be wet, drive to the conditions, folks. Make sure that we leave enough space between our caravans and our trailers and whatever else we're towing or not towing. Mm. Take it easy, folks. There's going to be a bit of wet weather coming our way, and you know we're heading into winter. You know it's going to be it's going to be cold in the morning. It's going to be um, wetter, generally speaking. Um, so make sure we're driving to conditions. The last thing we want is any serious road accidents. So uh, just keep that um, in in mind. And again, more traffic stuff. Total solar eclipse. Yeah, it's on its way. Can you believe it? Yeah, um, in Exmouth, I believe. <laughs> So not only will the school kids be coming back, yeah, but the total solar eclipse people will be going up. So again, just the same message: make sure you're driving um, carefully as you can. Loads and loads of people expected for that. I think I saw was it sixty thousand people expected to be up there. It's something crazy, yeah, from all over the world, all con- all converging on Exmouth and surrounding areas, just, yeah. and it's just covering the sun. Yep, that's it. Like so, they'll get the total solar eclipse, and then everywhere else will be uh, wow. not quite. Total solar eclipse. For what, a couple of seconds? Um, I don't know, probably. Not long. Wow. Yeah. Long way to go. And I hope <laughs> you enjoy it. Fantastic. And as always, Todd, mm. I've got a joke of the week. All right. Tell me, Todd, tell me this. Why did the painting go to jail? Why did the painting go to jail? Yes. Oh, God. Because it was framed. Oh, Course it was. <laughs> Come on. You oh, can, can you tell that joke, Chris? You can keep you can keep that one, Todd. Keep that in your back pocket. Oh, I certainly will keep that in my back pocket, down and deep, and never to be seen again. But Chris, <laughs> as always, thank you very much. And we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Todd.